a democratic republic of sports. The Sportsocracy with ESPN Asheville hosts Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green. Welcome into the Sportsocracy Wednesday morning in the Wicked Weed studio. WickedWeedBrewing.com. Drink different. Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green with you. And, uh, yeah, there's a whole lot going on in the NFL that we can talk about today. Oh, oh something's wrong with Kentucky basketball, too. We might get it bad that as well. Uh, you know Jeez. who else is bad? Duke's bad. Sorry, Duke fans. <laughs> you suck a lot. Oh, say it again. You suck this many. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love it as a Tar Heel fan, but uh, you know, we're 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 not much better, so that's there's there is that. We did beat Syracuse last night. Ah Brian! Ah! Ha ha! Ah! Eat it, orange. Suck it. <laughs> Your mascot is a fruit. I don't think you're allowed to be that angry. Well we had to change it because it gotta be PC. You can't be no yeah. Indian. Yeah, you, you know? can't you can't you can't do that. You can't was, do that Native American thing anymore. Was that a I, I never knew that was a Native American. It was American like in thing. the 50s, I think. I never knew that. <laughs> I hear Orange Man, and all I think of is 45 at this point. So, you know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, welcome into the Sportsocracy. Be sure to like, share, and follow the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. Jeremy, what do you make of what do you make of Andre Johnson and this Andre Johnson's Texas thing? Uh, I mean, here's the thing. The text, he's not wrong. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Andre Johnson came out and said that Deshaun Watson should stand firm and get his ass out of, t- out of Houston because they have a reputation for ruining people's careers. Or wasting, what is it, wasting people's wasting. careers away? Yeah. Yeah. That felt like a personal shot to me. Like, ah, talking about me. I mean, think about I it. I did it. You he's, did it to me. He's one of the greatest receivers of all time. And he's not wrong. That, that entire franchise has just been cursed since the beginning. Well, now they're from, an expansion from, team. From David Carr. Well, David down. Carr was not a curse. They ruined David Carr. That's what I'm saying. It's all just been a big snowball to this point now where you had something going. You had a streak of playoff appearances, and now you had Bill O'Brien gut this team. Mm-hmm. And their future assets. Yeah, this is why you don't give full control to a coach. Right. And now it's really bad. And the way that they've handled this whole thing, like, I, you said this story broke like a week ago. And it was it, the end of last week. It never enter, entered my sphere until this Andre Johnson thing came about. But Andre Johnson certainly escalated. Right. But they went through and they went through and got a search committee together to figure out who they're going to hire as their new GM. And Tony Dungy was on the committee, and so was Andre Johnson. And apparently the search committee came up with a list of finalists. And Nick Casario was not on their finalist list. See, and that's where I draw the... That's where the problem comes in for me. All right, you want a hardline stance that, oh, you didn't listen to our list. Well, Nick Casario's... I mean, he's been at the top of the list to get a GM job for four years. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the guy they tried to hire two years ago and got blocked by New England because it wasn't a promotion. Right. So, I mean, if he's not on your list, it kind of invalidates your list. Yeah, I mean, I understand that theory, but there's also the fact that this is not who the search committee wanted in this position. Like, they didn't, they didn't want another New England guy coming in under Jack Easterby. And yeah, Jack Easterby. That that's the name. That's the, that I, that's the one I can never remember is Jack Easterby. Yeah, Jack Easterby, who was you know been with the the organization for a while. He's like the VP of football operations, and he's the guy. It was the New England connection that we put all these pieces together about. We all know that Nick Casario is coming to be the GM because Jack Easterby's already tried to hire his friend for you know his former uh, coworker before. And, you know, that's why we had the Josh McDaniels talk. If Josh McDaniels doesn't get the New England Patriots job and Bill Belichick doesn't step down, then he may end up being the head coach because of the, the, you know, the nepotism, I guess, within that organization. And they got the search committee together, and the search committee, to me, said to Jack Easterby, we don't want this New England thing to continue anymore. And he said, fuck you guys. I, I want Nick. And I went out and hired Nick. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to make it a racial thing 
as well that two the two finalists that they gave them were both minority candidates and here you go they give the job to Nick Casario I don't know that that had anything to do with it other you know the only thing the factor for me is Jack Easterby knows Nick Casario and that's his guy that's who he wanted let's be really let's be really fair uh, that's who Cal McNair wanted to. I mean, the owner signs off on these things. Yeah. So, did the owner change? No? Oh, okay. Why are we shocked that you wanted the same guy you wanted two years ago? Right. I mean, you can be outraged about a lot of things, mm -hmm. but at some point you have to go, oh, wait, uh, does this make sense? Oh, wait. <laughs> this ain't my team, right. Well, I mean, here's the like, thing. We'll we do this all the time. Mm -hmm. Every year we go through these coaching searches and, oh, why did they not interview this guy? Uh, read the damn tea leaves. It's not that hard to figure out. Right. It's just like the New York Jets. All right. Let me let me walk you through a coaching GM search. That's how they work. Joe Douglas played football in college. You know who that ties him to? Todd McShay, because they played together in college. If you've ever wondered where I get all of my Jet information, just follow, go down that little rabbit hole. You'll figure it out eventually. Uh, he worked with Doug Peterson. In Philadelphia, they won a Super Bowl together. Robert Salah, they're connected too. Now, it's five degrees of separation. They never worked directly together, but they've worked with people that have worked with people. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to figure out how these lists wind up happening because you want to work with people that you know. I mean, you understand, for, for Cal McNair, you know, going back to Houston, this is an important hire because your team has been gutted. So you want me on the recommendation of a search committee to attach rebuilding my franchise to a guy who I don't know. I don't know him. I'm go you, know how, you know how that ends up? Mike McCagman. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. We did that one time. Mm -hmm. Charlie Casserly told us, you should 100% hire Mike McCagman. And it got everybody fired. And how much, how much skin was it off Charlie Casserly's nose? None. Did he lose his job at NFL Network? Nope. I told you to hire him. Okay, what's the ramifications for you when this is a big turd sandwich? None. Oh, people don't call you to ask anymore. Oh, well, shit. Oh, sad. I, it, it, this, the whole thing drives me insane. Like, it just, well, it didn't listen to our recommendation. Uh, Andre Johnson, let me ask you a question. How many personnel people have you ever hired in your life? Mm -hmm. I know the answer. It's zero. zero. Tony Dungy, same way. It's zero. We respect your opinion. And we listen to your opinion. Doesn't mean we're going to do it. I mean, that's a good point. But you also bring in these football people to make to help you make these football decisions. And when you, I guess you, you, you don't even, I don't know, put up a fight for their finalists, they feel slighted. And I can understand why. You're going to, I mean, like, take for example, in your personal life, me and my wife have had this, you know, over and over and over again conversation about what, just whatever inane thing. I will give her my opinion and I will say, this is how I think you should handle this. And then she goes and does it the way she wants to, and it blows up in her face. And I sit back and go, hmm. Told you. Told you so. Next time you want me to help you make this decision, remember that conversation, handle it that way, and let's not have the conversation anymore. Yeah. And to me, that I mean, that's kind of the, I guess, handling it this way, you burn some bridges. If they ever come a calling uh, to Tony Dungy for advice ever again, no. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna give you. Oh yeah, you want me to tell you another? Oh, just listen to the point. All right, I'm going down a rabbit hole. Oh god, I, I am. I, I can't help it. I get so tired of the. I played. I know what I'm talking about. Do you know how many people that play that have played football in their life don't know their head from a fucking jackrabbit? Because it's a lot. Just because you played and you were athletic and talented does not mean you know jack shit. <laughs> I've been fired up about this for three days. I, I you, you let me, you open the door and I'm gonna walk through it. Yeah. I never got to the level of of Andre Johnson in any sport. Guess what? I know this sport better than he does. I've watched more tape in the last month than he's probably watched in the last 
five years since he retired. So I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, listening to players winds up with Adam Gase. Okay, now do Tony Dungy. Has Tony Dungy ever hired a personnel guy in his life? I have One, no ever. Has he ever done it? Ever. No. He's a great coach. Stay in your lane. Be great at what you do. Tony Dungy is a great analyst. He's a phenomenal analyst. He was a phenomenal coach. Mm -hmm. Has he ever been an owner? No. No. Has he ever been a GM? No. No. Has he ever been a vice president of player per, uh, player operations? No. I keep doing this. The yeah. answer is going to continue to be no. Yeah. And here's the thing. You recommend Lewis Riddick. Why? You're talking about nepotism. Why is Lewis Riddick one of the guys you, that you nominated? Because he's an analyst, too. You don't know that this guy's going to be an elite. He was a decent scout. I need you to think about what I'm getting ready to say. If he was a super scout, how'd he end up at ESPN? Mm -hmm. Anybody? More money. Uh, he got fired. That's how he wound up at ESPN. He got fired, and they said, bah. Then all of a sudden, he comes on television, and he, and I'll, get, I'll say this. Lewis Riddick is a smart damn guy. Yep. I mean, he is a smart guy. I don't know that he could be a GM. I don't know how he interviewed. They did interview him. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he said in that room. I have no clue. And you know what? Neither does Andre Johnson or Tony Dungy or any of these other people. Right. You don't know. Right. Well, and I'm going to still what Stephen Tells said. Would you hire Chris Collinsworth? I didn't fucking think so. <laughs> 100%. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Great point. Yeah, I'm out. If we're going to if we're going to go down that path of Chris Collinsworth's perfect now, the, example. Who was the who was the other guy they recommended? Omar Khan's the name in my head for some reason. Uh, I believe that's correct. I think it was Omar Khan. Omar Khan's a smart guy. I will say this about Pittsburgh. Your body of work precedes you. Look at that roster and tell me that you feel real warm and fuzzy about it right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah, you drafted well. Omar Khan had nothing to do with that. Not one damn bit. Because he's not the GM. So, I mean, I can give you the reason that you wouldn't do this. I mean, I know what you want to make it about, and I'm not doing that. No. I, I'm not. I'm I don't not going down that, that path. I, I'm just straight up not. Yeah. yeah. I, I And here's why I say that. I don't think there's any any decision maker that goes, I'm going to hire that guy, and I don't think he's better than the guy I'm hiring. Nobody wants to lose. You're hiring the guy that you think gives you the best opportunity to win, in spite of everything else. You can draw from that whatever you want to. <laughs> Good job, David Smith. I love that. Now, here's a guy... Who can't run an organization? Here's a guy who can't run an organization. <laughs> God, I hate Chris Collinsworth. Uh, Do we yeah. have to listen to him again this week? Uh, yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I think till we die. I honestly believe <sighs> that. That night, well, Al Michaels is retiring. Maybe they'll get Chris Collinsworth too. <laughs> Change the address of the studios and just don't tell him. That's a good idea. That's a great. He'll idea. He'll be standing outside going, "Now here's a building I can't get into." <laughs> <laughs> Deshaun Watson, I believe, does need to get out of town. I, I've seen a lot of people talking about, you know, people have their own opinions of how this is. Oh, well, he should just shut up and play. He, you know, he should honor the contract and, and you know, fight for this franchise. And what They have done nothing to keep him there. They have done nothing but destroy this team and bring it down around him. I don't. And why would he stay? I don't disagree with what you just said, but here's the thing. And there is something to this. Mm-hmm. Did you sign the contract? Yes. Did you sign it? Yeah. You wanted the stability. You wanted every. You wanted the long-term money. You wanted all those things. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You going to sit out? Mm -hmm. Sit out. See, this is where the hard line stand. We, we had this discussion with Kyrie Irving yesterday. Because Kyrie Irving has gone complete full out of his fucking mind. And Deshaun Watson's not going to do that. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Deshaun Watson will not do that. And so the question is, what can you actually do? Oh, I'm not going to play. Okay. We'll see how long that lasts. Because when you don't play of your own volition, you don't get paid. And if you don't play enough games, you don't get an, an accrued year. And we can do this forever. I get really I tired of the, you want if you done for me. 
What have you done for me? Well, here's the thing. We're paying $40 million fucking dollars, so it's a little hard. <laughs> we didn't exactly have the money to pay DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not agreeing with what Bill O'Brien did. Do not get me wrong. But at the same time, I get it. You paid $40 million to, to Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. You know what you didn't have? The money to pay DeAndre Hopkins. You know what else you're not going to have? The, the money to pay J.J. Watt next year. Because he's going to go bye-bye. He's right. gone. That's the way this goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Tao said Adam Gase will have a contract. Yeah, he got fired! There's a huge fuck difference. <laughs> I, I mean, if Adam, trust me, if the Jets hadn't changed the key code, he'd be there right now. <laughs> but he showed up and went, Anybody? <laughs> Adam! I work here! We're gonna <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had the meeting when they said, give me your key card. Now. Uh, yeah. I, I would. That's got to be the most humbling thing for a, for a coach. I would say, I would wager with Adam Gase they did that about nine seconds after the last game ended. Yeah, yeah. give me your key. Yep. Give them. We'll have your shit boxed up. And yeah. Mailed to you. Yeah. Don't, no. 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 Don't no. No. You're not back. flying back with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck you. you we we, we got you a up. we got you a Delta standby ticket. Yeah. Uh, you can, they will find you a seat sometime in the next twelve to twenty four yeah. hours. Now there's to me there's something to be said for a player who. You know, you gotta. I, is there a right way to do this? That's the thing. I, I mean, a right you, way to do what? So okay, so they say they're going to include you in in organizational in decisions, and then they don't because they said they he would they You're were going to come. Not going to like my answer. Well, that's fine. Um, but yeah, you signed the contract, but that was when the team was actually had a chance to win, right? And they will again, maybe. They will again. If I don't trust the leadership and you say, we're going to include you in all these decisions, and then you don't include him in the decisions, why am I supposed to trust anything that you're doing? And how do you go about making that known? Uh, yeah, here's my answer to that. You don't tell the player you're going to include them in the decision because it's none of their fucking business. But they did. That's and, the problem. And that's the problem. That's yeah. why you're here. Yeah. You know what you look at Deshaun Watson and say you're the be- well, you're one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know what you've never done? Hired personnel ever. Mm-hmm. We fucked up with Bill O'Brien. I'll give you that. That's how this conversation should have gone. You're right. We screwed up with Bill O'Brien. We will not do that again. Yeah. But the fa- but here's the thing. What I have heard is what Deshaun Watson is so upset about is they didn't interview Eric Bieniemy. I got news for you. He wouldn't take this job anyway. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Not a snowball's chance in Atlanta. He would have taken this job. So you're mad about something that you had no control over. And this is, which is, uh, if that's not the greatest statement for the year 2021 that you've ever heard, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. You're pissed off about something that you can absolutely do nothing about. It's no one's fault. Eric Bieniemy didn't want this job. And I got news for you. Good coaches are not going to. They're not. They're not going to want this job. You know why? Because you're tied to a $40 million quarterback and you have nothing around him. And you have no draft picks because you let Bill O'Brien gut the franchise. Yep. But you know who knew that when they signed the contract? Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Watson. You knew you didn't have any draft picks. You knew you didn't have uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Still signed it anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, sorry about your luck. Guess you got fucked by the fickle finger of fate. (laughs) I'm more on Deshaun Watson's side in this case than I ever have been for a player who... You know, publicly makes it known that he's not happy with the situation there. Because I believe he was promised things that never came to fruition. Everyone is. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But Deshaun Watson uh, is also a guy that I really, really like and I really respect. And once you tell a guy that we're going to give you a little bit of a little bit of say, we're going to include you in the discussion, and then you don't do it, then the trust is gone. And now I don't trust this franchise at all. You already, I had to sit through the whole Bill O'Brien gutting the franchise and probably made it known behind closed doors, like, what the hell's going on? We need to do something about this. And nothing was done. I want you to done. think about what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is direct quote from somebody that's talked to Deshaun Watson. Okay. When they traded DeAndre Hopkins, his anger level was a two. Mm-hmm. Now it's a 10. Mm-hmm. Think about what I just said. You were a two when they traded DeAndre Hopkins. You happily took their $40 million a year. You happily signed your little name on the dotted line knowing all of this. Sorry, you don't get to be outraged now. Sorry, you don't. You know how many players get to pick their own coach? None. 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 
Zero. Never happens. Name me the player that's done it. Ever. I'll wait. I'll wait. LeBron James. And you know why? There's a very yeah, simple. LeBron James, that's a good one. That's the NBA that's completely different. <laughs> I'm talking about the NFL. 53-man right. rosters, all that shit. Right. And you know why? Because there's no guarantee that you're going to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hire a coach and then you force your way out. And now I'm stuck with this shithole coach that's put me three years behind. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not. And, I, and you shouldn't, quite frankly. Oh, I agree with that. My my problem is is that they they already went down that path. They started going down that path with him, and then just pulled the rug out from under him. Okay. And so now his trust is broken in this franchise. Okay. And there's also the case of I don't want to stay around here and have my career wasted, like Andre Johnson said. Do I want to be Matt Stafford? Because that's that's what he's going to end up being if he stays in. There Houston. was a real simple way to fix that. Real simple. When they handed you the contract, don't sign it. Don't fucking sign it. That's uh, ah, 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 ah. but you didn't want to do that Mm because you're an injury-prone quarterback that's had injury issues in the past, Mm -hmm. and you wanted your guaranteed money. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what that comes with? There, pudding pants. This now you're stuck here, (laughs) and I got news for you. Everybody talks about oh, well, they could just trade him. I got news for you. Forty million dollar quarterback's not worth what you think he is. Not. Because it's virtually impossible to build around them. Yeah. Look at Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas City built a juggernaut. Yep. Around Pat Mahomes because he was on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. So they were able to pay Travis Kelsey. They were able able to go bring in Sammy Watkins. Able to bring in Tyreek Hill and sign him to a big ass extension. Mm-hmm. Tyron Matthew. And Tyron Matthew. Chris Jones. I mean, and, you yeah. keep doing this. Oh yeah. And if you really look at the Chiefs, they're very top heavy. And that's okay because their top is very good. It's hard to do that because you don't get to cull anything. Mm -hmm. So you had Mahomes on this rookie deal for four years. Doesn't play a year. Doesn't play a year. Uh, Then comes in and is the MVP in his first year in the league. Right. Then wins Super Bowl in his third year. Right. That was a lot of time to draft a Tyreek Hill and figure out Travis Kelsey and sign Sammy Watkins. You you know what has to happen if you have that $40 million quarterback? That Sammy Watkins signing, he has to be a pro bowler. If he's not, you're bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Period. If he's not, you're bad. You don't have time to sort things out. You have to build a team around them. Right. And if somebody in the comments was talking about Aaron Rodgers. Guess what? Aaron Rodgers fucking hates Matt LaFleur. Yeah, he hates did. him with a passion. Every person I've ever talked to that has ever known Aaron Rodgers has told me he hates Matt LaFleur. Yep. And they, they drafted a quarterback to replace him. Yeah. And this is one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever lived. And you know what his response was? He went on the Aaron Rodgers 2020 fuck you tour. That's how you get something done. <laughs> yes. I overslept this it's, morning and I am pissed. He is fired <laughs> up. I'm usually awake by six and I was still asleep like an hour and a half ago and I haven't had my coffee and I'm angry. And you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Um, that is the way preferably to handle this situation, but I can also understand Deshaun's side of it. And not wanting to, not wanting to be wasted. Of course you do. Participation trophy. I call it being open-minded. Uh, I call it being a big. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Swallow that word. Ah, not allowed to say that word. You <laughs> <laughs> were having uh, a hard time getting settled in over there today. I am. Like, <laughs> I feel like my shirt's made of bees, <laughs> and my chair's on fire. I can't get settled. <laughs> Should have gone with the turtleneck, right? Yeah, hey, fuck you. The turtleneck <laughs> would have been comfortable. It's not this shirt. It's the one underneath it. Like it just, I, it's just all scratchy and shit. <laughs> did did you wash it? Yes. Did, you, you, I'm, I'm gonna punch you. Is in this the, head. the one you just grabbed just to I'm go? Punch you in the head. <laughs> Ding. 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 Chicago Bears defensive coordinator. Chuck Pagano deciding to retire. Along with that news, apparently Matt Nagy is safe. Ryan Pace is being uh, retained as the GM. Right decision, wrong decision. What are you gonna do? That's kind of my that's kind of my thought on it as well. What are you gonna do at this point? Uh, are you gonna go higher? Let me, right. let me ask you a question. We have seven open jobs in the NFL. Yeah. Where would the bear, the Bears fall in? 
<laughs> You're, you got Mitch Trubisky, Allen Robinson, who's a free agent. Nick Foles. Oh, yay, I have I have Khalil Mack. Sweet. So we can stop somebody, maybe. I, I mean, the Ryan Pace thing, you've had six years to figure this out, and you hadn't done it. So. No. He's swung and missed three times. And this yeah. is the guy yeah, that I yeah. thought very highly of when he was hired before yeah. this job. Yeah. His three quarterbacks. But, I mean, what are you going to – the Bears The Bears are in that – all right, I'm, I, I'll do it. Yeah. All of the Eagles people that were like, oh, you can't throw games like that. You want to know why you can? Because you don't want to wind up where the Bears are. Mm-hmm. The Bears are just good enough to never get elite players in the draft. And they're just bad enough that they're no threat to win a Super Bowl. You're in purgatory. You're just sitting in this nebulous space where you're 7-9, and 8-8, nine, 9-7. And, eight, and, eight, nine, and, and you'll do it for. Ever. Yeah. Because you're never bad. You're never bad, bad. Mm-hmm. Either be good or be bad. <laughs> yeah. And when you were bad, you fucked up the draft pick. You took Mitch Trubisky at number two overall. Over to Sean Watson and Pat Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. And he traded up with a team that was never going to take him. Exactly. Bad decision after bad decision has been made by Ryan yeah, Pace. And I don't – that's, thi- that's the thing about it I don't understand the most. Like, Matt Nagy, I get it. Give him another year, see what happens, fine. Ryan Pace, though, I think it's time for a change there. Well, And the only the thing I can think of is, is you want to be able to have enough movement uh, in the first year of a new GM. Like, if this doesn't work this year – then you've got a lot of money coming off the books with Nick Foles, and the, that contract is coming up. So give it another year, and then have more flexibility for the new GM to come in. Well, this is you know this is where I run a team differently than everybody else. If I'm firing a coach, I'm firing the GM too. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing an arranged marriage. I'm not doing any of this shit. I can keep the GM and fire the coach. I can't keep the the coach and not fire the GM. Yeah, it, for me, it does not work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I want a clean sweep. I want to hire these guys together. I want the GM to pick his coach. I'm not going to shoehorn a coach into a GM. Mm-hmm. Because that GM may have a completely different vision for how to build a team. And, you know, it's the Bill of Ourselves thing. You ask me to cook the dinner and I don't get certain, I don't get to shop for any of the groceries. Right. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're a year away. Do you expect from, the, from the Chicago uprising? Yeah. From the bloodletting. They're just, they will clean house next year. I, if, they, if they're seven and nine, eight and eight again, they will. Mm-hmm. How do I'm curious how they handled Mitch Trubisky though? Well, yeah, franchise, and that's gonna pay him thirty. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, your boo boo cost you five million dollars for next year because his option would have been twenty five. Oh, we got fifty million dollars in quarterbacks next year. Yeah, it is well. Oh. Terrible quarterback. Well, the Nick oh. Foles deal was an albatross. I told you that to me. The, the oh, absolutely, did. and we all knew it, but. Still, Ryan Pace went through with the deal. Ryan Pace didn't know it. <laughs> somebody didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And he is an important somebody. Right. Crazy. Matt Nagy, ugh. He's been such a letdown, though. He doesn't trust Mitch Trubisky, so he doesn't. He's running off. How can Matt Nagy is the definition of why I'm scared of Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy was so, Matt Nagy, from everything I heard, actually had more control of the offense than Eric Bieniemy does. He came to Chicago. That still looked like a real creative offense to you. No, that looked like it came from Andy Reid. Yeah, I don't think so. That's what scares me with Bieniemy. I have the same concerns about Bieniemy. I, I mean, I do, and this is something that we make this we make this mistake every year in the NFL. We look at super successful programs and go, you're good just because you've been close to that guy who's good. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily true. You can be good at your little niche job and not be the CEO. And I don't think Matt Nagy is the CEO. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those guys that the minute I know you're not the guy, get the fuck out of here. I'll cut my losses in a heartbeat. I'll pay the dead money. I don't care. I would rather pay the dead money and fix the mistake as opposed to just continue to bang my head against the wall. Right. And with Trubisky, I, you know, if I'm Chicago, what's your solution? Now, we're going to have a lame duck year because there's no solution. I need Nick Foles to be in there. He's going to be paid a bajillion dollars next year. 
and he's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get our quarterback of the future with our coach and with our GM. If you didn't franchise him, how? What are the li- what are the chances that you lose him? Trubisky. Yeah. What are the chances somebody comes in and pays him more than you're willing to? Here's my problem. I I, I look at quarterbacks like that and go, so what? So you lose him. Who, first of all, who's going to sign him? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's kind of my point. Don't don't spend thirty million dollars franchising just, yeah, the guy. Let him hit the market and, and see. I, if you can and get and him right there, I'm telling you what they're gonna do, not I say what they should do. Mm-hmm. I, I may have phrased that poorly. Yeah. I mean, if it's me, I'll let him walk. I don't yeah, give a shit. See you later. I, I don't care. If it's yeah, Mitch, oh, he had four good games. Cool. One of them was against the Jaguars. One of them was against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he went to the playoffs and played a legitimate defense. How'd that work out? Not good. How'd that go? Pretty bad. But he was so close. No, he wasn't. Oh, he was so close on a few throws. No, could have changed this whole game. No, he wasn't. Oh, he was close on one throw that went right through Javon Mims' hands. There are so. people who believe that. Well, That's those people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I think this is actually the right decision, but it's one of those hold your nose kind of things. Is we're gonna have to we're gonna have to deal with this, you know, mediocrity for another year. And then things free up after next year. And then we can go after a GM. We can go after a coach. Yeah. You're a Unless they have a and – then there's, and then there's the chance. There's the chance that they have the Baker Mayfield year. You know, they have the, the Browns 2020 year. They end up getting a, you know, easy schedule or something and make the playoffs and it looks just decent enough to have to hang on to that guy. Because that's exactly what's happened in Cleveland. And now they're stuck with Baker Mayfield. Well, for well, for at least four more years, and then they and then they can cut him after that. I'm sure they'll. When the dead money won't be too bad on that big ass contract, they're. Oh, this is good. You know, from Monday (laughs) to this weekend, this is going to be a shitty week in the state of Ohio. The old Buckeyes got squished. Yep. Uh, And Baker Mayfield's about to have the exact same thing happen to him. Yep. They're going to get clapped. In the words of <laughs> Chase Claypool, uh, they're gonna get clapped. Can we not st- the clap? Can can we stop with TikTok? Like for the no. love of God, just no. stop it. They can't. The attention the the attention spans of people amaze me. And I noticed this over the weekend. We went to Chattanooga and was hanging out with my seventeen year old nephew, who's senior in high school, football player, total bro. Love total him. To, bro. Love him to death. But the entire time we're sitting there, you know, late at night, the kids have all, younger kids have all gone to bed and we're just hanging out and he gets on TikTok and then it was every two seconds. Hey, that's funny. Check that. Hey, that's funny. Check that. Hey, funny. No, TikTok will never stop and it is the most annoying thing on the planet. And I understand how much I sound like my grandfather right now. <laughs> Blue, but I'm Blue. done with it. Exactly. Yeah, the progressive commercials with the the guy teaching people not to be their parents. I need to be in that class because I find myself day after day, and my wife is the same way. Yeah. Uh, with her little signs with catchy sayings on them, and all the throw pillows on the couch. I haven't listened to words you've said for the last. I know you have. I know you have it. Some see Tank is one. Is you remember Charlie Brown's teacher? There are times that his voice gets to that for me, and then he looks at me, and I go, "Oh shit!" Oh, uh huh. Six. <laughs> is that the right answer? What did I do it right? What did I that's why they say we have such great chemistry, just because we're so locked into each other. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, have, we have great chemistry because I only listen to about 60% of the things you say. <laughs> I think most people should probably just listen to 60% of the things 100%. <laughs> you, shouldn't listen, you shouldn't listen to 60% of the things I say, ever. Don't believe it has to do with gambling. Preferably not in the NBA last night. This is very true. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer, he's gone as the offensive coordinator of the Seattle Seahawks, which frees him up to be the next head coach of the New York Jets. Yeah. That was never going to happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I laughed when I heard Brian Schottenheimer was getting looks as, as, as a head coach. Right. Like, oh, okay. Uh, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's not good. And I've said that for a long time. Mm-hmm. I actually think this makes Seattle much better. Because I, I mean, and and I've heard a couple names they could bring in. One of them was pretty interesting. Um, it, I, it's eluding me right now, but I just Brian Schottenheimer's an average offensive coordinator. He has been for 
15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, and he, he's they, just a dude. Right. And they had that offense humming early on, early on in the season, and then for some reason they started to get conservative. Yeah. And Pete Carroll took a lot of the blame for that when they, you know, when this news came out, and I, I give him credit for that. He said, you know, I got too conservative with the offense. We decided to, you know, tamp down, not let Russ cook so much. Yeah. You know, we put the sous chef in there, and we well, just really didn't, we didn't really yeah. please the critics on that one. Right. I mean, in the first nine weeks of the season, Russell Wilson throws 28 touchdown passes. He had 12 over the last eight. It was obvious there was something different about that. And when, you know, uh, uh, Pete Carroll said it, when we got into big games against really good defenses, we didn't take our shots, and we should have. Okay, that's great. How much of that was Brian Schottenheimer's fault, though? Uh, Steven Steichen was the name I was looking for, by the way. That was the guy that was calling the plays of the Chargers. Oh, okay. Under Anthony Lynn. I, I mean, it, the Brian Schottenheimer thing, I, I lived through this for a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are very few coordinators I've ever hated as much as I hated Brian Schottenheimer. He was the one that led to the uh, Brett Favre's arm falls off here. Yeah. He's a big old dum-dum. <laughs> and I, I saw this last night and I went, why did it take you so long to figure this out? And then Russ, thanks, Shotty, for all of your help. What help? What, what help did he give you? Well, that's just the kind of guy Russ is. Uh, it is. Yeah. Ru- Russell Wilson is the consummate professional. He's not going to be like, ah, oh, thank God this asshole's out of here. I you swear know? to you, if Russell Wilson ever said that about somebody, I would immediately go, that guy must be the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that guy must be Satan. Because Russell Wilson, it's that, uh, uh, the line for Last Man Standing, that Tim Allen show, it's one of my favorite shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks at his wife at one point and goes, that kid's nice to everybody, and he Hates you. <laughs> so there is now an opening with the uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. The whole let Russ cook thing versus getting back to the running game. I don't know. I, I mean, it seemed like the let let Russ cook thing was working as long as you had a defense. And that's well, that's the problem is that people eventually figured it out. Mm-hmm. It's just like everything else in the NFL. You're not going to get one over on the NFL, right? I mean, schematically, Andy Reid is playing chess, not checkers. Nobody else is doing that. So, you know, eventually, it will all be discovered. And that's what happened with Let Russ Cook. Mm-hmm. God, why do we have to have a stupid phrase for everything? Virtual learning. It's called marketing. Shelter in place. I think, I think we should learn a thing or two about marketing. Social distancing. <laughs> God. Just call it what it is. Let the best player do what the fuck he does. Yep. Don't need a catchy little catchphrase. No risk it, no risk it. I hate people so much sometimes. Uh huh. I can't. Not wait. all people. I just... can't wait till his team has some kind of catchy catchphrase. We're not gonna. He, he all. He, he, yeah. Well, we had jets. Oh, yeah. You want to know why I hate him so bad? Because one of my teams did have one. You remember Lethal Simplicity? That was fun. I don't remember. Lethal that. Simplicity was, was Willie Taggart's buzzword for his offense. <laughs> his, and his lethal simplicity made me made me want to give myself a lethal injection. Lethal simplicity. Yeah, I have a shirt that says that. I'd like so, to say, I'll set it on fire on this show. I will do it. <laughs> it's so dumb we killed ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Lethal simplicity, an offense so boring, you'll actually lose your will to live. <laughs> uh, it just leads me to think, like, who is the who is the most pissed off oh, franchise? By, by the way, Stephen Dow had a point. We do have a catchphrase. We spell our name constantly. Yeah. J-E-T-S! <sighs> yeah, we do. And he loves that. I, I do. He does. I do, because it's not stupid. We've been doing it for 40 years, and it's not new. I don't like new shit. You Stop don't like new shit. <laughs> now who sounds like I don't the like, old man? Yeah, I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't like it's new the way we've always done it. We have to spell it out for everybody. They don't know. Why did you turn into Abe Vigoda? Why is your old man's voice doing, Abe Vigoda? I was doing your baseball voice. My day we didn't have. We what, what was I talking about? Effie, where's my pudding? <laughs> When does the Perry Mason come on? Exactly. Yeah, that. Yeah. You turned it into Abe Fagoda. You did a thing. I was not fond of that. 
Abe Vigoda's an old man. Like, he's a dead man yeah. now. He's been dead for like, oh, I don't know, two decades. Well, yeah, but I mean, he, was he a guy who was ever young? You gave it. No, he was actually <laughs> born at 50. That's what I'm saying. He was like Benjamin Button when he was born. And he just stayed You just way. gave it an accent that I wasn't fond of. Don't do that. Don't take, don't, don't take liberties with my <laughs> don't shit. Don't do accents. You can do my shit. Just do it right. Gotcha. Who is the most pissed off franchise in, or the pissed off fan base in the NFL right I now? really want to hear from those listings. So in the comments, tell us who you think the most pissed off fan base is. Mm -hmm. Because he and I pretty much unilaterally agree. And I, I can't wrap my head around how it's anybody else. Why? Eagles. I think it's the Eagles and it has to be. I believe you're right. You had everything in front of you. You had won the Super Bowl for the first time and, and things were great. And then over a three-year period, it just went all to shit. Now, the you know, we've had quarterback controversies and the guy who we thought was the MVP at one time is now looks like dog shit. You got your head coach is gone because of, a, you know, a difference of opinions, I guess, with the with the GM and the ownership, and it's just it's awful. Three years ago, it's crazy. right? It's been three years. It's can nuts. we not? Can we not have a little time? Yeah, like Jesus. David Smith's completely. We're in the playoffs last year. David Smith's completely convinced they're hiring Gerard Mayo and is just waiting to sit back and laugh at it. Gerard Mayo. That's who they're interviewing today okay. for their head coaching spot. Uh, he's not getting that job. Not Has he been coaching? Yeah, he's the defense coordinator for the Patriots. Oh, well, the yeah. de facto defensive coordinator. Is he like, gotcha. Is he 30 years old yet? <laughs> is he 30 Gerard years old? May yet? Gerard Mayo's older than I am. He's younger than Tank is. But... Oh. Well, I mean, why'd you have to say it like that? Well, because I really like to put the clear delineation between. Aha. Uh -huh. I am still young and virile. Between and the, four, you... the four years between us. It's. it's my, how old are you? 38. Well, that's five years because oh, I'm 33. Oh, I thought you were 34. My well, bad. I'm 43. Well, here's the thing. You'd be 34 I, in yeah, two Brian months. Brian said, I'm 43. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just want it to be I just want it to be known that I'm still young and virile and you smell like my grandmother's house. Oh, damn. <laughs> I've been trying to get that in for 45 seconds. <laughs> I'm not even wearing Ben Gay today. Today. Jeez. Notice he said today. He didn't say I don't wear it at all. He said, I'm not doing it right now. Wait, I have to sometimes. Wait, wait. <laughs> I would, I, I'm straight up, uh, this is an honest to God true statement. If you sent me to the convenience store and said, bring me back some Ben Gay, I would not know where to look for it. Well, you'd never buy it at the convenience I would store walk, because it would cost you way more. I would walk, or like a, a, a drug store. Okay. I would walk around like a blind man with a cane going, am I close? It warmer? Colder. First aid section. I right don't know. The, First of all, you need to right near all the braces and the wraps and the I'm I'm very and you're okay. I'm very familiar my, now. My, I, you know what? I I I'd all that that the, the smell that sits beside me, I'd never had a perfect uh explanation of it. Mothballs and Listerine. Love it. There it is. <laughs> Mothballs and Listerine going with it. What's the over under how many butterscotches he's got in his <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, how many Werther's Originals do you have in your pocket there, Papa? None in my pocket. They're in the truck. They're in my backpack. <laughs> do you really have Do you really have butterscotch candies? I don't have butterscotch oh, candies, though. I was about to be like, uh, well, I mean, as a young buck, I will take one. But you can you can catch me on a Tuesday, uh, and I possibly will. Werther's Originals, though. Those are the... Oh, Patrick Holt said better than Circus Peanuts and Red Man. <laughs> Red Man. Fantastic. Grab you a little, a little Jewish dove. Yeah. Damn, doing the sportsocracy down on a farm. That's. <laughs> do, 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 do. All right, pissed off fan bases. Pissed okay. Uh, I, there was one in the comments that I want to talk about because I think I've changed my mind. All right, which one is that? Pittsburgh Steelers. You thought you were good, and you are good. Just that long ago, and then. No yeah. lies, but how much is that? Uh, how much is that? Just I don't know. You just kind of cast that off as we had a bad luck downfall, rather than being this here. thing is on fire and I'm pissed about it. I can get pissed about about losing, 
I mean, I get pissed. I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. I've been pissed about losing every year except for 2002. Yeah, but see, they're winners and you're losers, so it's you know. Well, we're, we're, I mean, yeah, like us. I, I'm not saying you know. Difference. I belong there too. I get it. But see, this is why I don't have so much sympathy for you as a fan base. Fuck you. You you've had how many damn Super Bowls over the years, and how many generational players, and blah 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 blah. Every franchise has to go through their their ebb and flow, and this is your ebb. But I we think all saw angriest. it coming with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I think they're the angriest, though. I, I, I'd like to add a team in there. Um, uh, the, the New York, York Football Giants. Giants retained Dave Gettleman. Get the fuck out of here. Good point. Good point. I'd be pissed off. We yeah. Yes. Our, yeah. our producer is a uh, constantly angry Giants fan. <laughs> is there any other kind of Giants fan, though? Not, well, not lately. Wow. And there shouldn't be. You don't really have any reason not to be pissed off. Oh, we got a generational talent at running back. Yeah, he just fucking missed the entire season. Yeah, he, he, he done. So, he's not done. <laughs> Saquon Barkley's going to come back from an ACL. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's the not only like problem done. is that it would be really nice if he could see a box that didn't have nine dudes in it. Well, and you know, what requires, you know what that requires? A quarterback not named Daniel Jones. You want to talk about a team wasting your talent? Mm-hmm. I believe that applies to Squan and the New York football gents. Yes. New faces we'd like to see in new places? Say Quan Barkley's on the list. I'd really like to say you would look good in the green locker room. It's across the hall. <laughs> whoa, 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 Selfish whoa. motivations. Oh, I like 100%. it. 100%. I mean, there's not a, that's, that's like the Deshaun Watson thing, though. Like, everybody's talking, well, uh, we'll take him. Yeah. Deshaun, come on down here, buddy. We'll take care of you. We'll get, <laughs> you, you get a generational player like that, everybody wants him on their team. Uh, actually, you know what, David Smith has a, I, I, this is why I love comments, because I, I, when there's so many of you, you think about things that I don't think about. Dallas Cowboys. Whoa. David Smith said if you have a Super Bowl in the past 15 years, you don't count. Yeah. I would say Jacksonville, but I don't think they have a fan. I don't think their their fan can be that upset. And they're getting Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, you could be upset. I mean, you thought the you thought the organization was going a certain way. I mean, hell, they were in the AFC championship game, what, two years ago, three years ago? When was that? Oh, who are we talking about? Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> oh, yeah, that th that was three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. Three years ago, you made a deep run in the playoffs. You were like the surprise team of the league, and then it blew up. I, I mean, and you know, your organization did it to themselves with the Jalen Ramsey thing, and you know, Yannick and Gawkway. Just you hired Tom Coughlin. That's, I, but the, the Dallas Cowboys. You have a. Do you understand that? There are Dallas Cowboy fans that have graduated college that have seen one playoff win. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good point. Mm -hmm. And then you have like our executive producer, Corey, who's about, what is he, about 40? Yeah. I just know you're all older than me. Uh, he grew up with Super Bowls, well, and then there weren't any more of those. Mm -hmm. Then those stopped happening. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know. I, this is a franchise that just can't get out of its own way. Some of it's bad luck. Some of it's real bad decisions in hiring. Hey, uh, but they got Dan Quinn now. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Quinn is a defensive coordinator, though. I think that's, that's, oh, that's going to be an improvement. I actually, I, I go ahead and tell you, I'm probably picking Dallas to win the division next year. I'll, I'll do it again. With that. I'll do it again. Yeah. Don't you I threaten mean, me with a good time. Right. If they can just figure out that defense and go, you know, they're going to go from the, what was it, the the mix scheme that Mike Nolan had in place. They're going to go back to a 4-3, and it's going to be better than it was. It's awful brave of you to assume I won't eat that puppy. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, David Smith also said that Lions fans will forever be. Well, Lions fans are just, <laughs> look, the Lions fans, they're just, they're like Jets fans. We're always drunk, so we're never that angry. Right. And even if we are angry... Yeah, just tell us to calm down, you know, sleep it off, and wake up tomorrow, and it's right where we expect it to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, they See, to me, to be the most pissed off, you had to have an expectation. Yeah, and they're, they, yeah, they're always going to be that. I, I, the best way I can expi explain being a Lions fan, it's kind of like being a Jets fan. Mm -hmm. Who was the, you remember in, in uh, 
Greek mythology, there was the guy that had to push the rock up the hill every day. And every night he would fall asleep and the rock would fall down the hill. And this is what he had to do every day for the rest of eternity. It's kind of like being a Lions fan. Yeah. <laughs> the only difference is that as a Lions fan, you wake up every morning and you're kicked right in the wiener. <laughs> and then you, you, as soon as that pain goes away, they do it again. Yeah. Right. And you just keep doing that forever. Yeah. Like for, for, all, for all eternity. It's a yeah but franchise. Mm -hmm. It always has been. Uh, we got Barry Sanders. Yeah, but he retired. Yeah, you had yeah. you had two of the greatest offensive weapons of all time, and still didn't win a playoff. We had Calvin Johnson. Yeah, but <laughs> and, I mean Matt Millen. Oh, yeah. Let's let's all remember the Matt oh, Millen years. Boy. If you knew, if you were close to a Detroit Lions fan during the Matt Millen administration, oh, yeah. um, it was rough. There was a lot of crying. Uh, open containers and vehicles, <laughs> swearing at strangers. Right. A lot like having Democrats in your family over the last four years. Oh! <laughs> Turned on his own team there, didn't he? Oh! Hey. Tank! Look at, look, 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 look at Tank going friendly fire there. <laughs> and, and Jeremy's over there, yes! Let the hate flow through you. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was born in the darkness. Just I so was you born know. In the darkness. <laughs> you were born in the darkness. I've heard the stories. Yeesh. Uh, <laughs> uh, pissed off fan bases, though. I think you know. Obviously, if you've got a losing team, you're gonna have. You're gonna be pissed There's off. There's like eight it. of us that don't get. We don't ever get to be in this. Jets, Bengals, Lions, Jaguars. Mm -hmm. uh, Bucks. No. Put the Bucks in there. You want a Super Bowl? You don't. You don't get to come. You, you don't get to. You don't get to hang out with us. You want a Super Bowl? We had one year. Okay, we had one year too, and it was in 1969. Okay. You don't get to hang out with us. Okay. No. <laughs> take your trophy. You take your trophy, and you go the go away. Cardinals. There's a good. One. What about the Cardinals? I think that fan base might be a little pissed off. Uh, I didn't know they had a fan base. It's, it's awful liberal of you to call that a fan base. I think it's eight guys accidentally wearing red sweatshirts. <laughs> I don't think that a fan base makes. And a whole lot of people stuck in nursing homes. Yes. Arizona, remember, is one of the, uh, one of the biggest uh, retirement destinations. So It does have one of the greatest uh, city mottos you'll ever hear. Phoenix, it's a great place to die. And you got you know, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, obviously, there's a lot. There's a lot to like about that organization. But are you pissed off at the way this season ended? I mean, hell, Jeremy, you're pissed off. They weren't the best team in the NFC, like you said they were at the beginning of the season. They were. It was just poorly coached. <laughs> it's all on Cliff. Now all I'm doing in my head those is those eight writing, losses were all on Cliff. Now all I'm doing in my head is writing other city mottos, and I can't get away from Cleveland, which is strikingly similar to Phoenix. Phoenix is, it's a great place to die. But Cleveland is, stay here long enough and you'll want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. The mistake by I, the way. I, 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 I want to do a lot of these. Uh, <laughs> follow me on Twitter, at JGreenESBN. This might be what I spend the rest of the day doing. Nice. All right. He is, uh, he is out. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think there are a lot of fan bases that have a lot of hope right now that aren't in the pissed category, the Washington football team. I'm yep. looking at them. I think there's a lot to like about where hey, that Hey, next year, hopefully, headed. we won't have to call you the football team. Mm -hmm. The football team. It's like the Ohio State University. It just pisses me off. I feel like they're not getting rid of that. Oh, they're hoping they get rid of it. They'll get rid of it. Um, Eventually, they they'll understand. be tired of their acronym being what the fuck. Only not, you know, it's, it's, yeah, flip two of them, but it still looks like WTF on the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, I oh, think the Dwayne Kevin. Haskins thing opened that up. Uh, Am I, I wrong? I love the people that, oh God, I love look. the people that watch our show. I'm not saying that one out loud, but you agree that it's in the comments. And it's pretty damn accurate. <laughs> Okay, that kind of scares me. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we, we got we, we, There is one more thing that we have to talk about. Oh, what's that? Uh, have you heard the James Harden story? No. From last night. What happened? 
How bad? So last night the Houston Rockets played the LA Lakers uh, and got shellacked. Uh huh. The final score was one seventeen one hundred. They were down forty at one point. It was nowhere near as close as that loss as as that score makes it sound. Right. And I quote James Harden at the stanchion after the game: "I love this city. I literally have done everything that I can. I mean, this situation is crazy. It's something that I don't think can be fixed." I don't know that I've ever heard a star player be that honest before. And I can't stand James Harden, but good on you. I'll give you I'll give you points for honesty. I've done everything I can. I've done everything I can. Except play defense. Oh, yeah, he hasn't done that. How about that? Would you like to try that? He can't do that. Except one championship. He can at least try. He can't do that either. No, no championships for him. Yeah, stop. Listen, Thanos, stop saying things that he can't really do. (laughs) He can't play defense and he can't win a championship. He's done all he can do, which is shoot 40 times a night and not be very good. Yeah. Be the most overrated player in the NBA. He's very good at that. Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard a player be this honest. No. We're going to talk about this more this afternoon on, on uh, ESPN Radio. But this, I heard it last night and my mouth was tangibly open like, what did he just say? <laughs> and then nobody said anything about it for like 10 hours and I just saw it on ESPN like, oh, we figured it well, out. Well, everybody's been dancing around this thing <laughs> the entire time. Or are you talking about the media didn't pick it up? The media didn't pick it up until this morning. Ah, I got you. Well, I mean, it was West Coast basketball game. We were all it asleep. started at 8. This oh. happened at 11 Eastern last night. Oh, well. I only know that because I was still awake. I mean, everybody in that organization, though, has been dancing around this. I mean, They every, have to trade him. I'm, right. I'm calling everybody it Everybody knows the problem. Everybody's seen the problem. They know it needs to be addressed, and there's nothing you can really say. I'm now. calling it now. James Harden gets traded within the fortnight. Within two weeks. He gone. And I, will, I won't be shocked if he never plays another game for the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. And, ironically enough, you know who was sitting courtside last night? Who? Deshaun Watson. <laughs> wow. A whole lot of pissed off in Houston last night. You think yeah. they got together after the game and went, you think your team sucks? Yeah. Listen to this shit. They followed me around. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. We'll they talk put about a it. squatter car outside my house. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. <laughs> James Harden, it is crazy times, and yes, he will be gone. We'll talk about more on the ESPN Asheville show. You know what we should do? You know what? <laughs> we should have a segment this afternoon. Who has it worse? You're James Harden, and I'm Deshaun Watson. And we just go back and forth, barbing each other with the reasons that we're so pissed off. That could be fun. That could be fun. That could be fun. That could be fun. The only thing is on ESPN Radio, I can't say fuck, and I really am going to want to. <laughs> um... I will figure it out. This afternoon at 3 on ESPN, Asheville Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You can hear it live or on demand with the app and take it everywhere you go. We are in the Sportsocracy, at the Sportsocracy on all the social medias. Like it, share it, and follow it. We'll be live tomorrow morning again at 9 a.m. Live from the Wicked Weed studio, wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. We'll see you later.